Hey everyone, my name is Addison. And this is Jordan. Welcome to the Mesh Teams podcast, a podcast all about leadership and teamwork. Today is all about being a safe person and what it means to have safe people in our lives. So Jordan, we've been looking at a book called Safe People Mm -hmm. by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And I think that this book is an excellent resource to... It's fantastic. Oh, it's incredible because Mm -hmm. it really helps to give language to concepts and definition around what it means to have safe people and to be a safe person. Mm -hmm. So before we jump into what it means to be a safe person or have like this safe environment for us to thrive and for us to really know ourselves or for us to communicate and give feedback. Let's talk first about unsafe people and what it, what it means to be in an unsafe environment. Yeah. So, you know, there's multiple types of unsafe people that can look differently. Um, but I'm just going to kind of give three main types, the overarching thematic types, and then we can get into some of the traits Mm -hmm. or some of the behaviors of what unsafe people do. So uh, one is I call them runners. So these are people that when you uh, maybe you bring something to the table that is hurtful for you, something that is difficult for you, or maybe even something that is joyous or celebratory. These people uh, tend to run. They scatter. They scatter. They they kind of disappear on you. They go somewhere else. They distract. They change the subject. Mm-hmm. They um, they make a joke. Yeah, they try they, to laugh it off. Yeah, they 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 leave often when you need them most. Mm-hmm. So there's like they're uncomfortable with pain, or they're uncomfortable with with high emotional currents of any kind. Right, and so they'll just they'll run. Um, and a lot of times. People like this are like that because they themselves have been abandoned mm-hmm. at some point in their life. They've been, someone's run away on them, whether it was a parent or a brother or whatever. And so there is a um, there's a resonance. It sounds yeah. like in those kinds of people where they can not only sense the pain that you're in, they're empathetic, but mm-hmm. they themselves having a hard time reconciling some of the same pain Mm -hmm. that they see in you in them. Yeah. So it's time to get out. Yeah. And with all these types of unsafe people, it doesn't make them bad people. Right. And I want to make that clear because you may even identify with maybe one of these unsafe traits, right? Or these characteristics and doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that there's some, maybe some work inside of yourself that you need to look at, Mm -hmm. you know, and, Maybe you need safe people to do that with, right? So you can be more safe yourself. So, yeah, so a runner, they run away from hard things. They run away from high emotional currents. Um, and, you know, they they just they don't know what to do with it. They just kind of vanish. Right. They have to. They have to. They have to. Because they don't know how to lean into it. Uh, another type would be a critic. And these are people that, uh, you know, tend to be more judgmental. They're, they're, they go towards judging whatever it is that you're bringing up, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're doing. And uh, a lot of times these people will feel like um, uh, they're critics. So they, they feel like you have to walk on eggshells around them. Mm-hmm. Like you it, can't. So- it sounds like they feel a lot like commanders. Yeah. Very much like it has to be black and white. Mm-hmm. That they, ha- they don't really have a room for gray. Yeah. It's either this or that. Very and much that's so. what you need to do. Yeah. And they don't have, uh, and they want to, 
bring you to a solution faster than you really need to get there. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the solutions that we're feeling emotionally are a journey or they're not even really a solution or problem to be solved. As we often say, they're tensions to be managed within us. Um, and so critics are people that, um, sometimes when you are just being you, there's a judgment hurled your way. There's a, uh, uh, an accusation that you did this and it meant this mm -hmm. or whatever. And it may not be something that you meant at all. Right. You know, you're just being, you're just hanging out and chilling or doing whatever. And so it's important that, um, if you bring things to the table that are difficult or you, if you're around people that critique you a lot and not in a healthy way, there's healthy critique, right? Where right. there's like, there's here's your pros, it. here's your grows, here's yep. how you can get better. But then there's, also unhealthy critique where it's constant and every time that something happens or something you know whatever and this person is coming feels like they're coming at you and they're black and white and they don't deal with nuance very well so if you bring something painful that's the enemy it needs to be dispatched right right we gotta and do something about we gotta this do something about that and which these there's elements of this person that are very positive they'll fix a lot of problems in the world but where they're difficult is in human in human relationships mm -hmm. is that a lot of times if I have something shameful or that's triggering for me or that's whatever and you bring judgment to that, it, it actually makes me go hide it again. Right. And when I hide the thing that I struggle with, it it retains the power it only has in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And so a critic or a runner runner through dismissing it and running away from it and ignoring it. That puts it back in the in the shadows, and then a critic by judging it makes me want to. It puts me in a defensive mode, right? Instead of a, let's look at this thing. For right. Instead is. of an examination, now I feel Ooh, examination, like examination. I love that word. Now I feel like we mm -hmm. can't we can't really explore this. We mm -hmm. can't examine it. We got to put it yeah. away because you want me to find a solution to it, and mm -hmm. I, and I I may not be at the place where I can do yeah. that. Well, and your solution may not be what I need right now because you don't have the nuance you mm -hmm. need to give me a real solution. And I love the word you used, uh, examine, because that's an excellent word that really puts into picture what I'm going to describe a safe person to be. Mm -hmm. um, so let's let's put a pin in that Bing. for a little bit uh, down, down the notes here when we get to it. Sure. And the third is uh, these are immatures. These are people that are... They, they typically don't handle their own lives very well. They don't care for themselves and they don't steward what they have uh, very well. They're kind of like, they're like grown up children in a way. Um, they, they, you often will make, maybe you'll make excuses for them. Like, oh, they didn't mean it. Oh, they were this, yep. you know, oh, you know, that's just, that's just uh, Sally. That's just how she is. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. That's just, that's just the way she is. Some of these people are actually lovable in their immaturity but it doesn't mean that they're safe and you could be friends with all of these people it's not like you have to reject any of these people you can be friends with all of them but doesn't mean that they're someone you can be your most authentic self with because they're not safe and they can't hold that well so it's it, just important to identify mm -hmm. in your life yes who is unsafe yep because you're going to walk into instances where you need to give somebody something that you're handling or that you're dealing with mm -hmm. and you have to be able to know where to go and, and where to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like in the process of cleaning out my garage and I have a ton of different paint. And so mm. I actually just want to 
throw it out. But my wife is much more keen on the environment than than I am. Not that I'm like a slob or anything mm-hmm. with the environment. I value the earth that we live in. But she helps <laughs> she helps me yes. to to make sure that I can do that in a way that's appropriate. And so I have all this paint that I'm not using and I'm like, what do I do with it? Where where do I go with it? I, I need to get rid of it. But for her, she's like, hey, you gotta call this uh, waste company then you got to take it there and then you got to drop it off there okay so i have something that is good i have something that i need to get rid of and now i know where to get rid of it at there's mm. a specific spot that i can get rid of it that's going to be safe yeah, yeah, yeah. for me and it's mm. going to be safe for uh for the environment period mm. but if i don't know where to go to drop that paint off now i can potentially harm the environment that I live in because I'm not, because I don't know what's, what is safe or how to, how to get rid of this in a safe way. And so I think that when it comes to teams and leaders, you have to be able to know who in your life Mm -hmm. is an unsafe person. So that way, when you got the stuff that you need to drop off or that you need to deal with, you know exactly how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know exactly how to make it happen. That's amazing. I love that, dude. Yeah, you got to know where to put your stuff. And you got to know what stuff you could put where, mm-hmm. right, in your life. Some people are great, fun, loving. They have a place in your life. But for the real, for the real you, the sacred space of the soul, mm-hmm. that is only reserved for the rights of the qualified few that can truly handle it. And there can be a mutual exchange of benefit. Absolutely. So I think that we've done a really great job of looking at what it means to be an unsafe person Mm -hmm. and how to identify, hey, this person is unsafe for me. We can have life. We can do a relationship together. I'm just not going to really be able at this time to to give them some of my to give them some of my stuff or to Mm -hmm. really help them walk with me towards growth. Mm -hmm. So let's look at what it means to be a safe person or Um, what are the different types of safe people that we can have yeah. or that you've seen in our lives? So again, this is really important that you look at this through two lenses. One, within yourself. Do mm-hmm. you have some of these unsafe characteristics or do you have some of these safe characteristics? Are you a safe person? And then also you need safe people that you can do life with. The, the qualified few that can really hold some of these things with you. So as I go through these qualities of safe people, I want you to look at yourself and are these things that I that I have, or right. do I do this? Or are these areas I can grow in to mm-hmm. be a safer person for people? So, uh, the first characteristic of being a safe person is to is presence, to be mm-hmm. present. And this, when someone is present with you, there, it's different than being I'm here for you. It's I'm here with you. It's. I'm looking at you and I'm fully engaged in whatever you are saying mm-hmm. that, you know, and you know what a person that may, that doesn't, that doesn't exemplify this looks like, because if you, I don't know if you've ever been in a meeting where uh, you're having a conversation, it could, didn't even have to be about deep, deep stuff in your own life, but it's just about work and they're not present and they're on their phone and they're taking a phone call or they're constantly looking down at their watch and right. all these things and they're distracted. And that doesn't that that doesn't communicate safety to me, you know, when in relationships, because you're not fully invested in to whatever I have to share. So 
how can I expect safety if I can't bring something to you? Because to me, the opposite of that is right. you're running, right? You're out of here. And so to be present is to be fully engaged with somebody whenever they're bringing something to you, whenever you're having a conversation. So some of the things you can do for this is uh, sometimes when I'm having a, a really intentional conversation with somebody, I'll just put my phone down. And I've had to learn this because I'm typically horrible. <laughs> this is this is probably my the least of the safe traits that I'm good at, that I've had to mm. really, really work on, especially like with my wife because – you know, I, I'm ADD like, and I get distracted and I've, you know, had a, a addiction to my social media and my phone, like probably 90% of the population does. <laughs> and, you know, my wife will be talking to me or my friends will be talking to me and, you know, they'll, they'll say a whole bunch of stuff. And then, uh, I didn't hear a word they're saying, and I'm not present with them. And, you know, and, and, the, and a lot of times what I would hear is, the, actually, it was immature of me. So I was uh, immature because, but, oh, you know, that's just Jordan. That's just how he is. You know, he just, mm. you just gotta, wow. You, you just gotta, you know, wait for, wait for him to be done with his phone. Then he'll listen to you. So I can either accept that as a reality or realize that that's an immaturity in myself. Right. Right. So something I've been practicing recently to be a more safe person for my wife and for my coworkers is I put my phone down. And I put it aside, actually. And I, uh, what we do in my house is my we set screen time on my phone, so I only have thirty minutes of social media a day, and then it shuts down. And then some of you may be saying, "Well, yeah, you could just put your code in." Well, I don't actually don't have the code. Um, my wife has the code, and there's only one other person that has that code, and he's sitting right across from me right now, <laughs> and that's Addison Spears. And he can only he's only allowed to give me access if Faith has given him permission. Now I've put that accountability in my life because it helps me be present. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a barrier to to the distraction. And then also my all my apps shut off at ten o'clock at night, except for the few that I need. For me, it's like the Bible app, my banking apps, um, a few key work apps that only like for like emergencies, I'll get right. notifications on. And that's about it outside of that. And my phone and my text, but that's it. And it doesn't open up until 730 in the morning. So I can spend my morning and I don't even have an option to use my phone. In order to do it, I have to go to my trusted safe people <laughs> and mm-hmm. they give me access. So that is just an example of something that I've done to work on my presence. But maybe in if whoever's listening, there's something you could do to work on your presence. You know, how can you be more present in conversations and genuinely engaged in what people have to say? Yeah, and being present is an art. So it's not mm-hmm. something that you're just going to get right off the bat. Yeah. I think Jordan has done a lot of work to recognize <laughs> what he needs uh, in order to be present and your needs may be different and that's mm-hmm. okay. But for me, what I need to do is I need to turn off my um, my Apple Watch. I need to turn off the notifications there. I I don't have notifications on my phone at mm. all. That That's what I need to be, be present. And so as we're going through these, I think just like Jordan said in the beginning, take inventory of yourself on what you might need mm-hmm. to make sure that you are a safe person or what you may need to change some of the unsafe habits mm-hmm. that that you may have. So I think that's good. So being present, yep. that, that's one of the 
num- number one things that uh, you need to be a safe person. Yep. What's number two? Number two is being graceful, having grace for people. Um, this is kind of the opposite, and you'll see in a lot of these, this is the opposite of what some of the previous unsafe characteristics were. Mm-hmm. So being graceful is um, giving someone grace over their shame, giving someone love and acceptance and valid, I would, beyond acceptance, because sometimes someone can bring something that isn't something that should be accepted. Sometimes it's things that are negative. But having the ability to sit in that space with them and not judge them for it off the bat. Right. And help them hold it and sit, and even look at it and sometimes even validate their own feelings about it. That yes, you're right. That is bad. That's a bad aspect of you. And I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Not I'm here to help. And here's here's the ten here's the ten yep. steps by which you can get better. Yep. You know all those things. But so that's that's a comfortable spot for some people, especially those critics, who know like okay, you have a problem, we can fix it. Here's how. But sometimes when someone brings something up, it, you need to just instead of looking at the nasty. And I, I say this, you know, the nasty is the things in our life that are hurtful or painful or mm-hmm. shameful or you name it, you know, the things that we're uncomfortable with sharing where true vulnerability lies. When, when sometimes when people bring out little snippets of that, instead of trying to fix it, trying to encourage it, trying to well, label it or whatever, sometimes what grace looks like is just leaning into it and greeting it. Hello, nasty. Right. Hey, this Hi. is terrible. This is, I wish you weren't there for, right. with this person. You know, and sometimes when you allow the space to be there where you meet that part of somebody without judgment and without trying to fix it and you attune to where they're at, it gives them the permission to now work on it themselves because Mm -hmm. it doesn't hold the power it held in the shadows because now it's in the light. And so grace is this this uh, warm uh, validation that someone is feeling something. Because they're feeling it. And no matter what brought them to that feeling, whether it's whether it's maturity or immaturity or whatever, they're feeling it. And so safe people have the ability to say, yeah, that's really hard. It yeah. reminds me of the scene from Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close mm-hmm. where the son is describing to the counselor Mm -hmm. how he missed the phone call Mm -hmm. from his father Mm -hmm. right before he was going to um Mm -hmm. when when he was in 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 the building and it was it was coming down and the counselor 9 11 yeah 9 11 and the counselor did not fix it Mm -hmm. for him at that moment he didn't even try to make it better Mm -hmm. the counselor just said you you did miss that phone call And that is hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. And yep. that's it. And let them let that space be held. And now and it allows the thing to be dealt with. And so it looks like that. It looks like um, not dismissing it. Or this is another big thing. Comparing their pain. Mm-hmm. Or comparing their whatever. Well, oh, you know, other people have it worse. Because that's sympathy. That's not empathy. Mm-hmm. Sympathy would yeah. be to say, hey, that's wow, that kind of sucks, and try to give you some kind of silver lining. Because pain is relative to the person. 
And so by comparing it, you know, it may help you for a second. It may bring you temporary relief. Like, oh, you're right. That's good perspective. Other people do have it worse than me. But then it causes that thing to go right back where it was. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't get dealt with. It gets buried. And things that are buried toxify the soil of our souls. And they come out sideways in our relationships and our marriages. And we become unsafe people because we don't have a place to deal with these things. And so meeting somebody with grace, without judgment, with with attunement to where they're at and, and, and saying, you know, I'm here to hold this with you. I'm here to be here for you. I'm not going anywhere. Um, this is the difference between Brene Brown has this awesome thing on empathy. It's a YouTube video. You should watch it. But um, where people, someone like there's somebody like deep in a well of sadness or whatever it is they're dealing with. And mm-hmm. some people will yell from the top of the well, hey, come on up. Here's a here's a rope. But instead, what they really need is someone to get down in the well with them and feel with them right. and extend warmth and grace to them. And then it gives them the ability to move on themselves. Right. So what's the third characteristic of sure. a safe person? Uh, we got present. We got graceful. And what's the the beautiful thing? The, the dance partner of grace is truth. Truth. They have to be truthful. So grace and truth should be in a in the most mature people are is is in beautiful harmony. They are in a beautiful dance in where they one steps in and the other takes and then the other one steps back and there's this there's this uh, dance to it, the fluidity to it. It shouldn't be all one or all the other. If you're all grace and no truth, then people can't hear what they need to hear to grow. If you're all truth and no grace, people won't hear the truth because they don't feel like it's coming from a person. That honestly cares. Exactly. So grace sets the precedence for truth. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times if you offer truth without a foundation of grace, it looks like an attack instead of a instead of a coach right. to help them grow. You can almost come off like a critic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yep. you don't have the grace yeah. to deliver the truth that you need to. You will come off like a critic. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's that's the the equation actually. So, but truth is important in safe people because they need to present to you alternative perspectives from their reality about yourself. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, the, the, the interesting part about human growth and development is that we are really bad observers of ourselves. We can have something, we can have an ideal in our mind about who we want to be or what we are, but that may not actually come out in our actions and how right. we're perceived. And so it's important that we have people in our lives that can speak truth to us, even painful ones or good ones and we talked about this in feedback truth truth looks like we celebrate the wins and we acknowledge the losses that we look at what are the pros in your life what are the grows in your life Mm -hmm. and a truthful person should bring that to the table and a safe person is able to bring truth to you in a way that is growth oriented yes like hey you uh, you need to grow in you know when, when we're talking you're distracted i need you to grow in that you know i love you and I think the key to, to having someone be truthful is when you believe that that person has, that gives you the benefit of the doubt. Right. They're not, the truth isn't attacking your personhood or is not assuming something about your character. But instead, it's being delivered in a way where they say, you know, hey, I'm for you and I know you, you are good in your nature, but you need to hear this perspective. Right. You know, and honestly, dude, me and you do this to each other all the time. But it's because we 
have uh, a foundation of grace where we were able to hold each other's stuff, right? So, but I offer you truth, you offer me yep. truth, and I never, it, honestly, I can say I'm rarely ever, if ever, offended or in a defense mode from the truth you have to offer me because I know that you're for me. Yep. You know, and we can have a disagreement about how you see something. That's okay. They may have to take it all 100%, but we can have that conversation in a way that's healthy, in a way that's balanced. And so truthful people can deliver truth to you, and they need to. If they're not delivering truth to you, they're not actually safe. Yeah. They're immature, Mm -hmm. or they may be running because they can't handle what the truth could produce Mm -hmm. in your life or the environment it's about to create. Mm -hmm. I think when we talked about feedback, we talked about it from the place of hitting a target. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if you have a safe person who is not just graceful, but also truthful, mm-hmm. well, they're going to be able to give you a lens that you can view your life from mm-hmm. that can help you hit the target of who you want to become. Yeah. Help you grow in the areas that you need to grow in. So truth, I, I, I cannot stress because sometimes people that are <laughs> people that are heavy on truth will hear the first two presence and grace. And they'd be like, ah, yeah, they just give them the truth, and, and you know, and if I if I softball the truth, and they're, they're mm-hmm. you know, they're not gonna think that it's balanced. No, truth is super important. You need it. You need it. You need it. You need it. And safe people will give it to you, but they'll give it to you in a way that is for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's against you. Right. So let's talk about the exercise that we have both for teams and team leaders. This time sure. it is the same exercise. So yeah. what are we asking people to do? Two two things. First, you need to uh, seek out safe relationships. So how do you do that? Well, here's a simple thing you can do to find who maybe some safe people in your life are. I call mm-hmm. it the safety test. And you, uh, if there's something in your life, maybe it's a loss of... A friend, maybe it's your dog died or whatever it may be, something that may be a little bit painful for you, or what I would say not painful, but vulnerable of you, right? Something where you feel a little bit vulnerable that you're sharing that share a snippet of it, fly it by somebody that you think may be a safe person and see what they do with it. Do they run? Do they run to critique? Mm -hmm. Do they promise something they can't really commit to? Or are, do they lean in? Do they lean away or do they lean in to that moment? Right. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. And so, and I would even say give people three, you know, each person, give them a few different times, you know, and if they, over the course of three times, if they do the same thing every time where they run or they critique or whatever, then that's probably not a person that you could be safe with. But right. if someone starts to lean in and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Right. You know, and then. You know, and vulnerability is not all or nothing either. It doesn't mean you have to say all the deepest, darkest things. Actually, you shouldn't. It, at yeah. first. Just give them a little appetizer. What you need is you need to go to a place that you feel a little bit vulnerable, because you, otherwise you're just you're not giving them enough. It's not mm-hmm. it's not a fair test. Give them a little something and see what they do with it. Right. Just test it out, and so I challenge you: test it out with team team members, test it out with friends and family, and that'll tell you if they're safe or not. And so that's to find, that's how to find them. And if they are, man, lean into that and, and cultivate that relationship. Absolutely. So seed into that soil because that's fertile. It, it's going to produce for you in your yep. life. The safety test can really help you change how you experience your life mm-hmm. and ultimately how people experience you. Absolutely. 
And you know what? Uh, as much as we seek out safe people, we need to, we typically attract what we become. And so you need to become a safe person. So you need to, number two is be aware of your own safety. Take an inventory mm-hmm. of the things that we, that we talked about today and say, hey, do I, do I have a tendency to critique quickly? Do I have a tendency to run? Am I a bit immature in my commitments where I commit to somebody and I'm all in, but not really? Do I flake? Am I present with people? Do I extend grace to people? And these questions Mm -hmm. aren't meant to condemn you Mm -mm. or meant to judge you. Taking this inventory, again, will allow you to create safety Mm -hmm. for other people. And it gives you space and time hopefully you listening to this gives you some space Mm -hmm. and time for you to take inventory of yourself to see am i an unsafe person and if i am have some of these characteristics of unsafe people then you actually have the ability to change that to influence that to control that to walk through some of these steps to to make it better so that you are walking towards safety Mm -hmm. so that you can provide a safe space for people yeah so how how do you do this make a list write the write all these things down and under each one say mark you know give yourself a rating one to five Mm -hmm. what you think you know and if you're really wanting to get some feedback do a 360 on it and let other people ask people do you feel you know based on these categories how do you feel i score Sometimes that's a really good way to get some feedback on that. So you can then begin to, and then after you find kind of what the truth is about where you lie in these things, next step is action plan. What can I right. do? What, what, you know, like I did with my phone, with the screen time, whatever, mm-hmm. what are some actionable steps that I can put in place that will create growth in these areas? And everyone's looks different. Um, but I encourage you guys to do that and to take note of this because safe people is what helps us grow and become the most authentic version of ourselves. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone and leave us a review. You can get access to our show notes and learn more about how you can implement what we spoke about in today's episode at meshteams.com. And remember, we're all in this together and no step towards growth is ever too small. We'll see you next time.